The obstacle is the way. <laughs> Much like starting this podcast episode without the audio engineer. And I've been trying to reach him, but he is working. <laughs> and uh, it's been very difficult going back and forth in text and like a quick answers. So this is the second time I've started and we'll see how it goes. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. That's why we have serial dates, where we discuss our experiences and grow as a bilingual family. Let's get cereal, cereal. I want to get cereal. Let's get cereal. <laughs> no? Welcome back to Serial Dates, as John would say. <laughs> Bienvenidos. So today I am flying solo, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to talk about the obstacles that we encounter as parents, and more specifically as mothers. And I feel like this isn't talked about enough in our society it's either, yes, motherhood is hard, and so just let go and, you know, let go of all expectations. <laughs> that's that's one end of the coin, right? And then the other end is like, look at how perfect I am, and I have my life together, I my house is clean, um, my body looks amazing, I eat clean, I cook perfect meals, I have all these activities for my children, I have a side business that's thriving, I, you know, like all the things, right? And it feels like there is no in-between, like there is no real happy place. <laughs> and so um, I don't know if I'm alone in this, I hope I'm not, and I hope that we can kind of start this conversation about what real motherhood is like and and the struggles that we encounter and how we can work together to kind of get past those struggles. So before we kind of dig or dive deep into this um, episode, um, want to talk a little, just want to say how old our children are. Mateo is two years and almost nine months, and Elias is nine months, almost nine months. So they are exactly two years apart, minus four days. We also share a parenting moment that Mateo has started telling jokes. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And now that'll actually be the mom joke because dad isn't here. The mom joke at the end. So you stay tuned for the dad joke, mom joke, Mateo joke at the end. It's actually a no-no no joke, one of the grandparents, but Mateo understood the joke and has now started saying it to people, both in English and Spanish, which is really cool. So I'll share it at the end. So that's a parenting moment. It's just, it's just funny to see a two-year-old telling jokes and like understanding what a joke is. That is a parenting moment. And now let's start with motherhood struggles. So like I said earlier, it just feels like there isn't really an honest 
mm, I don't, I don't even know what to, what to call it because I, I just feel so lost. I feel like, you know, wherever we look, either when we meet up with other moms, those struggles are never talked about. Um, they're either magnified and like, you know, oh yeah, you know, I'm just struggling the entire time and there's no like, I don't know, there's, I can, I guess I want a solution. <laughs> um, and of course, there isn't one. There isn't just like a magic, you know, magic wand that makes everything perfect and Instagram worthy and all the things. But some of the struggles and the things that come up for me are, first off, feeling anger sometimes. And I don't even know where this comes from. And I think I've been really struggling with this because I've been working with children for over a decade and have never experienced this. Never, ever. Like, just, I am super calm, super chill. You know, parents are always, you know, especially the parents that come to mommy and me classes, they're always just, um, co they compliment my my energy, my calm energy. And then here I am with a two-year-old and a baby and I lose my, you know what, often. Um, it's not like I yell at them or hit them or anything like that. I, I don't act on it. I don't act on the anger, but I feel the anger. Like, I'm like, you know, I, I, clench my fist I like bite my lips sometimes and I just don't understand where this is coming from and I guess that's the main thing I want to talk about I think there's a lot of struggles that we all have in in parenting um but it's kind of understanding I guess when you when something keeps happening over and over and you don't take action on it, or you just, you know, chuck it to like, well, that's just what parenting is like. Or you compare yourself to, you know, the ideal that is not real. And, and you see everybody else's highlights, and you compare it to what you're living day to day. You know, it, it just doesn't, neither one of those actually helps your child and actually helps your relationship. And so, you know, this had has been happening where I feel that anger, like that's the only word I can think of. And I just, I don't understand where it's coming from, why it's there. And I, I even look at the situation afterwards where when I've been able to calm down and I think to myself, why, why am I, why am I getting upset about this? I would never get upset about this in the classroom ever, you know? And, and so what is the difference here? And I don't have the answers, but I know that it's my responsibility to start asking questions and start trying to figure out how I can alleviate this. And so I've, I've started doing certain things. One is talking about it. I've talked about it with John. I've told him what happens. And I think getting it out there 
starts a conversation, starts saying this is what's happening because at least somebody else knows it's happening and you're not just keeping it to yourself and making it worse or being, um, I guess, ashamed of that feeling because we are okay so we've had so many episodes talking about feelings with our children and our toddler and how important it is for them to identify that feeling and name it and it's accepted like we accept you're mad yes you're so mad that that makes you so angry and we are so accepting of their feelings but we're not accepting of our own and so that's the first step, I think. And again, I'm not an expert in this. I'm trying to figure out, figure it out, um, you know, with you if you're struggling too. But that's kind of in my first step. It's just naming that feeling um, as difficult as it is to say, I get angry or I feel rage or, you know, I'm biting my lip. I'm like grunting. What is that about? And just even saying that, like even saying that right now, even though I've said it to John, and I've said it to my mom, even saying it right now, it's so difficult because that's not who I am. That's not like the idea that I have of myself. And so to have those things happen, you know, have those emotions pop up, um, really just... I don't know, just throw me off. So I would say the first step is identifying and naming your feelings. And even in the moment that it's happening, I've, I've been able to um, name that feeling. And, I, and in the back of my mind, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe if, if we have any experts in the house, you can help me out. But my idea is that if I am letting Mateo know that I am angry, that I'm starting to feel like I'm angry. And I'm just saying, I'm saying like, oh, siento que me voy a enojar. Like, I feel like I'm going to get angry. Um, that might help him in the future, uh, you know, talk through his feelings and, and say what they feel and listen to their bodies. And so, you know, I think the most important thing also is not acting on that anger Um, and naming it just like it does with our toddlers, it's almost, you know, enough to, to help you cope with it and to help you move past it. So that's the first step. <laughs> the second step is trying to figure out why this is happening, you know, and maybe noticing patterns, noticing when you're getting angry, um, If you can, maybe take notes of when it's happening, why it's happening. Um, for me, sometimes whining is a big trigger. I don't know why. <laughs> Because like I said, years, almost, you know, almost 15 years of experience working with young children. And I've never experienced this. So it's, I think it has something to do with that deep connection, you know, that um, motherly instinct. I, I don't know what it is, but I can find the patterns. I can see, oh, I didn't, I only slept four hours last night 
and here I am being triggered by every little thing. Or, you know, I haven't eaten all day, (laughs) and here I am being triggered by everything. You know, just thinking about um, when, when these emotions come up, and it doesn't just have to be anger. It can be guilt. It can be, um, you know, frustration, depression, whatever it is, sadness. You know, when you have those feelings, start trying to find patterns because those, when you think about when it's happening and you, and you take note, that can be the key to helping you figure it out. So for me, what I've noticed is it has a lot to do with sleep. So I've started making it a, pro- a priority to go to sleep early. And the funny thing is that the minute I decided, okay, I'm going to make sleep my priority. And as soon as Mateo goes down, because he's the last one to go down, I'm going to go to sleep and be like work on my on all my things that I work on usually at night get up early and do those early in the morning. Well, as soon as I made the decision (laughs) of of going to sleep early, Elias went through his first sleep regression. He was a great sleeper and just started waking up multiple times in the middle of the night. So, (laughs) you know, the obstacle is the way, um, which is actually a book by Ryan Holiday. And there's, there's also another book I love by Stephen Pressfield. I'm not sure actually which one it is because he has, it's like a uh, trilogy of Do the Work, uh, The War of Art, and Going Pro. So all those are amazing books. And in all those books, I, I believe, he talks about the resistance. And what the resistance is, is that when you finally figure out, for example, okay, I want to write a book. And he's, he talks a lot about, you know, writing a book and what authors struggle with. But this is true for any artist, really for anybody that's wanting to make a, make an impact in the world. And that's what we do as parents, right? Like we want to make an impact um, in the world by, you know, with our children, through our children. At least that's, you know, one of my my goals. And so, that's important to me. Like everything with my child, with my children is really important to me. And so he talks about the resistance that when you make up your mind about a certain uh, goal or a certain aspiration or something that you're passionate about, the resistance comes in. And it's almost like the universe wants to know if you really are going to do it. Like, are you really passionate about this? Are you serious about this? Is this parenting thing important to you? And that's exactly what's been happening. Like I decided I made my decision to make sleep a priority and then sleep regression. But I guess that would be the second step. If, if there's any, (laughs) if there's any order or, um, you know, order to my madness of this episode, um, would be once you identify, you name the emotion, step one, name it and talk about it, you know, make it real, talk about what's happening. And two, identify 
what patterns, what's happening, why is this happening? And you may not not you may not be able to understand exactly why it's happening. In my case, I still don't know why I get so angry. And third is taking action. You know, so even though you may not know why, you can see the patterns of this happens when I'm tired in my case. So I'm going to make sleep my priority and and be ready for the resistance. <laughs> you know, once you make a commitment, once you set out to change your life, once you set out to make a big change, a big impact in your life, the resistance will come and it'll come to say, hey, are you really sure about this or am I going to be able to stop you? And so I am determined <laughs> to to make sleep a priority because not for sleep's sake, because I've spent my whole life, you know, bragging about how I am both a night owl and a morning bird and that I can function on three hours of sleep and how, you know, John John's like, you're like a unicorn or something because you can go to sleep super late and wake up super early and be in a great mood, right? Well, <laughs> that's that only happens, that can only happen for so long, you know? If you let it accumulate, then you can only pretend to be in a good mood for so long until it just takes over. And I think that's what's happening. So some of the steps I'm taking to for my sleep and for I guess having a calm energy at home because like I said I'm able to have a calm energy in the classroom no problem and I think some of the things that make a difference is that I love my students you know I love my students I enjoy observing them I enjoy helping them uh, guiding them through their emotions and helping them understand why they're feeling a certain way and how to get past it. I enjoy um, following their their interests and helping them um, grow within you know their interests. But I'm not a hundred percent responsible, or I you know like as a parent, you feel like you are a hundred percent responsible, which is not true. But that's how most parents feel like. Basically, you feel responsible for your child's well-being and who they will become, you know, in the future, how they will impact the world. You have that weight on your shoulders. And so a little thing that if it was another child doing it, you wouldn't it wouldn't even bother you at all when your child does it you immediately go to like, well, if I let this happen, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, and they won't be able to work in society, you know, or they won't be able to contribute to society, <laughs> and you make it into this giant thing. Um, and I think that's what, that's the difference. And that's why I'm triggered differently with my children than my students. So I I just, I think especially because I have that experience with other children, it's like, I know this is not who I am. So I don't like it. And I know that <laughs> there's not going to be any parents that are like, oh, I like being mad. But if you don't have, 
you know, if you've never been around other children, worked with other children, you don't really know how you are around children in general or like how you discipline or how you, you know, guide your guide children. You don't know if you've never worked with children. And so if if you're triggered by your children, you just think that that's how it is. Right. I guess I have the advantage in a way that I have seen that I am not that person. Like I can be calm. I can have a calm energy. And so when, when I've had these episodes of like anger, it feels so foreign to who I am that I'm like, I do, I can't, I have to stop this. This is not who I am. This is not what I want to be. So back to, back to the tips, right? (laughs) If, if there's any order to this, um, once we identify our feeling or our emotion and, and identify um, the triggers or under what circumstances this pops up, this issue pops up, then we start taking action. Here's what I'm doing. I, I downloaded an app because I listen, I listened to the founders of this app on a, on a podcast and they, the the woman talked about rage and anger and it just it just made me feel like okay she gets me and she understands it's called mama zen and so far i am loving it it's like i'm not sure of the science behind it so and this episode is just kind of a flowy one so i'm not sure uh exactly how to describe it but Basically, it's like hypnosis of some sort. You can choose what you're struggling with, um, whether it's like feeling guilty for some reason or anger or um, there's there's so many different ways that you can go and you don't even have to go um, in terms of parenting. There's like a relaxation one and there's all there's a ton of different audios. So what you do is you you kind of pick your journey or where your track that you want to go and and it gives you um, suggestions of which audio to listen to it also suggests listening to the same audio over and over again like instead of listening to a different one each time listening to the one that you're struggling with over and over again until you feel like you're not struggling any longer So I picked the anger, I forget, I think it's just anger and frustration maybe. And it's 17 minutes long and you start listening to it, tells you to relax and focus on an object and you feel your eyes, uh, your eyelids uh, being heavy and you feel like you're closing your eyes. Well, I have not been able to, or I have been able to listen to the entire 17 minute audio, but I don't know what it says. So it really does put me to sleep or put or really gets into my subconscious. And I don't I'm not aware of what is being said. Um, But I am aware of the impact it's making. And so I am feeling a lot more calm. I I'm feeling like I'm working with my students, (laughs) which is wild because I, you know, they're so different, but I'm having that calm energy that I'm so familiar with. And 
I'm also drinking um, Mama Calm. I will put the links in the show notes and I promise I will <laughs> since I'm the one editing this episode and I'll be I'll be doing the notes as I'm editing. Um, and there's something else. Oh, yeah, there's a like a powder magnesium powder that's just called Calm. And I'm also taking that. So I guess overall, I'm trying to be calm. <laughs> so if you stuck to the end, yay, you please, uh, you know, reach out to me on Instagram or on Facebook. And let's, let's just create a community of moms who are brave enough to be honest about their feelings. And this is, this is something that makes us powerful. You know, we can't help our children with their feelings if we can't even identify ours or be honest about what we're feeling, even if it's scary. I think really, like I said in the beginning, the obstacle is the way. And embracing that obstacle, embracing that struggle and, you know, um, being honest with yourself about it, because if you're not honest with yourself about it, then it just going, it's just going to continue to grow just like anything that you try to hide or try to, um, just brush under the rug it's only going to get bigger in your mind and it's only going to, I wouldn't say damage your relationship, but it's not going to allow you to connect with your child at the level that you want to and at the level that your child deserves. So my challenge to you is to really look at your relationship, your day-to-day interactions with your children And be honest about the things that you're struggling with and face them because that's how we, that's how we grow. We have to face our challenges. We have to face our fears. Just talking in this podcast, I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm scared. I'm scared to share this because of what people might think. But I know, I know that I would want to, would want to hear other moms who are going through the same thing. That's important. That's more important than my comfort or my ego or having someone think that I'm perfect because I'm not. But I know that I can only be the best parent for my child when I'm honest and when I can model, um, you know, working through things. And I've even, you know, talked to Mateo about it and said, oh, I did not like that feeling. I, I felt like I was getting angry and I don't like feeling that way. I'm going to work on breathing, you know, I I put it at his level, you know, I'm going to work on really breathing and relaxing and uh, being calm like the green monster from our monster book. 
I've even said, oh, I don't, I really need to get some sleep because when I don't get sleep, I get cranky and I don't like being cranky, (laughs) you know? It's important for our children to see that we have flaws as well and that we can work through them. That is a lesson, you know, that will take them really far in, in life is understanding that we all are flawed and improving, you know, just being honest about it. This has been a a rant of sorts, but like I said, I want to be honest. I want to help. I just know that sharing and and knowing that somebody else out there is feeling the way that you're feeling is already enough help, you know? So I hope that maybe something I said in here has helped you in any way. (laughs) And if it has, uh, please connect with me on Instagram and we can, we can be uh, angry mamas together. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm really trying not to be an angry mama. I'm trying so hard. And, and I really feel like I'm getting, I'm getting better. So let's work through our struggles. Let's be honest about what's happening And that's the only way through. The struggle is the way. So with that, let's uh, end on a happy note. (laughs) So um, John always says a dad joke. And I was going to do a mom joke. But instead, we're going to do a Mateo joke or a Nono joke. So Nono, Mateo's grandpa, one of his grandpas, uh, he has so many grandparents and we're so grateful like john and i were talking about how lucky we are to have such a support group support team like we have seven grandparents and they're all so involved in mateo's life in mateo and elias's life lives um that we just feel so so fortunate and so nono made up a joke (laughs) And told told Mateo, and now it's kind of Mateo's joke. He goes around and tells everybody the joke. So I'm going to tell you the joke. What's on the other side of the moon? No, no, no. More moon. <laughs> now in Spanish. <laughs> ¿Qué hay en el otro lado de la luna? Más luna. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this solo episode. I hope I didn't get too real with you. And I hope we can still be friends. Adios. Onyaseo. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. Our program makes it possible by providing a fun, easy-to-use guide for parents. This guide will teach you how and when to use Spanish at home in order to make the most of your time together as a family. We provide you with everything you need to know about raising bilingual children, including storytime videos, songs, activities, and more. All of our content is designed specifically for families and will help you speak Spanish with your child from birth through age six, all while having fun. Head over to bilingualfamily.us and click on Español Juntos to get started. Con amor, Daniela.